When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How are you doing, gents? Very well. How are you? Yes. Top of the world. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So we're recording this, but when we... When it goes out, it'll be 364 days to Kilimanjaro. Exactly a year as we're recording today. Are we happy with our our training so far? Eight miles yesterday, eight and a half miles yesterday. Left my car at the club on uh, Saturday night. I thought, fuck it, I'll walk for it. So I get, gets to my car eight and a half miles in. I had to pick it up this morning. Left it again. You're joking. <laughs> you went to went back in club. <laughs> I'll treat myself to a pint. Obviously, I've done all that work. I'll treat myself, and I end up having to leave car again. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake, man! What are you going to say? You lost key. You left keys at home. Not that you can get rid of a session. Keys are in my pocket. <laughs> but all good fun in it. All good fun. So yeah, the training's going quite well. Any Weber on uh, Thursday for the Patreons? Yes, a good one, mate. I didn't realise until somebody pointed it out. Is the first guest to not say one swear word, apparently. I know. I know I saw that yeah. message, yeah, apparently. Very, very eloquent gentleman, isn't he? Very yeah. eloquent. But I mean, not even one slipped out. Usually one slips out, doesn't it? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, I've not been back it? and checked. I'm taking his word for it. Yeah. yeah. At, the, at the actual time, I didn't realise that he'd not swore. We've had a uh, few potty mouths on, haven't we? Oh, aye. Beasley. Beasley woke up with the pottiest. It was a nice change. Yeah. Oh, we didn't really realise it at the time, did we? I didn't anyway. But another good episode. Another good, a good, good one for you, Patreons. Interesting story again. When yeah. See, getting the insight on uh, Sir Alex. It's, the thing is, you could listen to that crack all day, couldn't you, about Sir Alex? Doesn't matter who it is or what it's about. Anything to do with him is unbelievable. When he, um, when he, when he was on his ass after he left, was it Portsmouth? And he said, "Ah, oh, come in, you're, you're just." You're a player. Just you'll get treated like a player. Yeah. He left for than fifteen years previous. Unbelievable. Still let him come in and train and that. Obviously, we not with the with the young lads and that, but still, still incredible, isn't it? Really. Yeah. We'll get some more of that today from Kirky. Hopefully, some of the big dog information. Benitez, Rafa, Zila. Yeah. yeah. They're the the same person, then, by the way. Benitez and Rafa. <laughs> just to clear that up Benitez and Rafa yeah they're the same guy the, the stories on Benitez will probably be very very similar to the ones on Rafa <laughs> that could be the best of all time that Steve, Steve we might get a bit of Gerard, you know Stephen crack there <laughs> <laughs> oh, go Jamie oh, tell you what what about the hospitality at the Kirklands oh, second to well 
it sits, it's, it's top because obviously it's the only one that somebody's cut for us, but I think it would have been top anyway. Yeah. The first Get place. in. We've turned up and there's straight away Buffy lunch available. Yeah. You could smell the garlic bread as you walked in. It Oh, yeah. It smelled bloody uh, lovely. Big statement, but I think he could be one of the nicest lads I've met in football, Kirky. I can't see. Just I can't to, see him. I can't see anybody not getting on with him. Nah, I can't. There's nothing Go out to for not, anybody. There's nothing to not get on with him about. If he keeps knocking that lasagnas up as well. Yeah, I'm, I, I've, I've invited me to his New Year's Eve party. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get him on for a part two to see what else he's got up the sleeve. You mentioned the spag <laughs> ball, didn't he? You mentioned the spag ball. <laughs> Hello, Chris. <laughs> Where are you again? He's got a spag ball in his locker. Yeah, no problem, Chris. We'll round up with we'll Miranda week of Thursday. <laughs> Should we get him in, Kirky, then? Well, well, we can't really get him in, can we? Because we're in his kitchen, so... Well, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not as if we're allowing him to come into his own kitchen, but, uh, yeah, let's, I'll just finish this last piece of garlic bread and away we go, eh? How many, how many, of you, how many garlic breads did you have? Well, you put two baguettes out, didn't you? And I reckon I've probably done six. Baguette and half. Looking forward to a mop-up. There were no left. That mop-up with a lettuce leaf. <laughs> a mop-up. So, yeah, <laughs> let's get him in, Kirky. Kirkland, how are we doing? Afternoon. Okay. Good afternoon. What a spread. Hell of a spread. So we had lasagna, onion rings. Crispy potatoes. Well, they're meant to be a little bit crispy, I bet. And a salad. No, the crisp came through. The crisp came through. We like, uh, we like looking after people when they come here. It was excellent. Yeah. So, see if we can guess which, which ball I stayed away from. <laughs> the onion rings, the taters. There was plenty of salad the lasagna, to go around. Oh, the salad. Yeah, there's some salad left, weren't there? <laughs> that was my... Speciality as well. The salad. salad yeah. I don't mind a bit of lettuce, but only if it's something with chicken sandwich. <laughs> the best greeting we've had thus far. Oh, comfortably. Without a shadow. Yeah, without comfortably. A shadow. Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, top mm. man. My pleasure. Yeah. We've seen you quite a bit recently with the, the Kilimanjaro walk. We have, yeah. yeah, it's been, um, I, I don't know, I'm sure it's the same for you lads, but it's, it's given me a focus as well. You know, give something to look forward to next yeah. year. Um, getting out and about, talking, you know, having a laugh. It's been, it's been brilliant. And they go so quick as well when we go on the walks. The social as well, yeah. isn't it? It's well, just getting at them, yeah. uh, having a chat with everybody. It is, it's a good squad, isn't it? Yeah. That, that are getting involved it's in the walk. Apart from that one. Before we get into the career, mate, we've got to talk about, you know, it was all over the papers at the time. Uh, and to maybe quash the myth of this bet. Did your dad have a bet that you'd play for England? Yeah, he did. So it was, uh, well, it paid out in 2006, I think it was, wasn't it, when I played? Yeah. But yeah, he put it on when I was 13. So, um, never played in goal before, apart from that game. So, I was an outfielder, never any good. Always on the bench, but, you know, just loved playing football. Goalkeeper got injured. I went in goal, played well, made a few saves. And yeah, I never found out until two days before that my dad put a bet on. Just got asked it in the press conference before the England game, saying, oh, we've been told that your dad's had a bet. Rang him straight after, said, is this true? He went, yeah, I put it on when you were 13. No, never said. Yeah. No, never said. And I've said to you lads before, like I, I don't know why he did it for because I was a I was a chubby lad. 
was, yeah. If I'd have gone in with him, it would have been a lot more than 100 to 1. If it was 100 to 1, 100 pounds. Look, look at me, son. You don't give me 100 <laughs> yeah. to 1 on him. Look at him. Trying to get 10 million to 1. Playing for England. Yeah. Yeah. 100 to 1. Just, can we just confirm what I'm trying to put this bet on? I'm trying to put that this chunky 13 year old lad is going to play in the next for England. Uh, yeah, we'll give you uh, 100 to 1. But there's a few there's a few of them that did it. So we used to run like a social men's club on a Sunday and a Thursday. And I used to do the scoring for the snooker and the darts. So there's a few few older chaps that my dad knew that went in as well. So they put £10 in, £20 in and stuff. So do you know the, the woman or geezer behind the counter? Would she have had to, or he would have had to make a phone call and yeah. do a bit of background check? They yeah. couldn't just hand, go off the top of the head. <laughs> so they ring up, yeah, they, they, then they do back, background check, see if anyone's been involved in football. My dad was, he, he played semi-pro, he, he admits himself, he was never any, you know, never <clears> anything special. But I tried to get the same with Lucy and 25 to 1 I got for her to play for England or Scotland so they do the homework which is um, right you know wrongly but 100 to 1 it should have been uh, should yeah. have been a lot more than that at least 1000 yeah. to 1 hour yeah. yeah. when you said if Leicester are 5000 to 1 to win the Premier League you've got to be thinking well my mate had a bet on his son so this is when he was born though so as he was born massive Evertonian he had a bet on his son to play for Everton and score before he was 21 and he got like 19,000 to 1 Jesus. Do you do it? He's in the academy at the minute. Is he? Yeah, Ooh. he's in the academy at the minute. Oh, yeah. you'd be going out. I've been yeah. knocking on uh, yeah. what's the manager called? Ancelotti. Ancelotti. Yeah, Carlo. Uh, any chance? Yeah. Hey, la. My dad said a bet, la. Fifteen. <laughs> I think he's fifteen. He's a goalkeeper, like. So he's got no <laughs> chance of scoring. Yeah, he's, uh, but he's, he's doing well. He's doing really well. But I think you have to put them bets on when, when they're more or less born before yeah. you know anything like that. I think there was a few a program, weren't there? Rory's dad did the same. Rory McIlroy, didn't he? He put mm-hmm. a bet on his to win the U.S. Open. And he won, I think they won a lot of money. There was a few of them that did it in the local pub. So there is, there, there's a lot of people that have done it. Obviously, there's a lot of people that it's not worked out for, but yeah, thankfully uh, it comes What do you think your dad was more happy about you, you playing for England? <laughs> did he <laughs> play for England or was he, did he have the slip in the, in well, the he crowd? Ne- he never, well, he, he pocketed it straight away. He, he wouldn't have spent it. He, he'd have put it, where, he kept the betting slip in his, in his uh, cupboard, like in a little box yeah. underneath. So he used to bury his, like, yeah, he used to keep a bit of money in there as well, but. I always used to know where he used to keep it. So <laughs> when I was a youngster, I used to go and nick a couple of quid and nick that. But he, um, yeah, I, I st- still to this day, I think he's he's not spent any of it. He's um, he's proper old fashioned with dad. Like he doesn't doesn't spend anything at all. Yeah, but, just imagine you ringing your dad after the game. Dad, yeah. how do you think I did? Oh, I never saw the game, mate. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was down at William Hill. <laughs> they played out the day after. They were counting yeah. the day. So William Hill come to the come to his house the day after and made a big and gave him the check. Yeah, yeah, gave him the check for it. So. Yeah, there was a few of them involved, which was nice because it, it weren't too far Christmas, so a lot of them bought presents for the kids and stuff. So I think it's quite yeah, a, it was great. quite good publicity for William Hill, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? I'm mm. sure they'd be happy to. I'm sure they brought a photographer with that check. There was, yeah, there was a, yeah, there was a bit, a bit, bit of a deal, mate. I'm sure. Who was the manager, never by the way? <laughs> uh, Steve McLaren. Yeah, Steve McLaren against Greece at Old Trafford. But yeah, coming at half time for who was it for Robbo Paul Robinson? Yeah, coming at half time and. Managed to keep a clean sheet, and then I made my debut for Wigan on the Saturday. So I'd actually played for England before I played the first game right. for Wigan. You've been in a few squads before, yeah. Getting on the field, yeah. I was in a few, but there was a lot of good keepers around. Yeah. You know, David James was still playing, Paul Robinson, Ben Foster, you know, Robert Green. There was a lot of good keepers, but yeah, it should have happened before before it did. But for whatever reason, it, it just didn't happen. But glad it's uh, you know it's only it's only one cap, but glad it's happened. Yeah. I've always said it's not it's not the most important thing for me and a lot of people say 
playing for your country is a pinnacle. But for me, the bread and butter was my club football. That was a, that was my bread and butter for me. I'm, I'm delighted I did it, but it was the biggest honour for me was making my debut for Liverpool. You know, supporting them all my life. First game was when I was seven. Nothing will ever beat that. Not even playing for your country, which some people will say, well, that's you know disgraceful or whatever but for me because maybe if I'd have got a few more caps it, it, it would have been a yeah, little bit different yeah. but it was uh, it was always about club football for me I thought you just just jumped on the Liverpool fan bandwagon once you played for them no no like, no. like Mella does Mella's Mel- Mel- <laughs> a Man City fan <laughs> well they say yeah Man City were, and Sheffield Wednesday because his old man played for Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> yeah. didn't he when everything's, you'll never walk alone now. No, no, my first, we, yeah, we used to get the bus up, so we used to, when I, yeah, 88 was my first game. So my dad was Leicester fans, they were all Leicester fans. Seen the red candy kit on TV, I thought, yeah, I like that kit. I'll just really? Liverpool. We'll so we used that. to get the bus up. It was, a, it was the longest days, but the best days ever. So we used to set off at like six o'clock on the bus from Leicester, all up to Anfield, finish the game, get home at like midnight. But it was the, it was the best days. Standing in the cop in them days. And I actually, when I, when I signed for Liverpool, it was, I was scared, really scared, because I, I've always been a home person. So obviously I was settled down in Leicester and I thought, oh, I don't know if I can move up to Liverpool. And I think it would have been different if, if I wouldn't have had Leona, who was my girlfriend then, wife now. But I, even when I was up there and we were having contract talks, I was thinking, I don't know if I can do this. So I asked Rick Parry at the time, who was the uh, chief exec at Liverpool. He's now the EFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, can I go down to the pitch? And he went, yeah, come on. He said, are you okay? I went, oh, I'm just a little bit. Because I was only young at the time. Mm. It was, How old were you? Know, I was just turned 20. So I was, um, I was happy at Coventry. We'd just been relegated, but I, you know, I was number one. Loved living near home. I thought, oh, I don't know, Liverpool's a big, you know, big city and stuff That's like crazy, that. That's crazy, So I went, I said, can I go down to the pitch? He went, yeah, come on. He said, well, you know, what, you, are you nervous? I went, I am. He went, yeah, I can tell. He says, what, what do you want to do? I went, can I go and sit where I used to stand as a kid? And this is, this is a truth. So I went and sat, because there were seats then, obviously. I went and sat where I used to stand as a kid. And as soon as I sat down, like the hairs on the back of my neck, so I thought, yeah. Memories came back. Memories came back. You know, as a kid thinking, oh, I want to play for Liverpool one day. And, yeah. and then I just said, yeah, let's get it done, let's sign. It's not just having that apprehension in the first place. Like you said, yeah, I, I was. going to play for Liverpool. You're 20-year-old, yeah. you've got the opportunity. Yeah. And you, you're getting jittery. I was, honestly. I, and if it was any other club, because I, I, I turned down clubs before... I was happy at Coventry, but because I've always supported Liverpool, if it was any other club, I wouldn't have gone. And I turned down a few before that, but it was only the pull of Liverpool and supporting them and you know the history and that that, that made me sign for them. Yeah. Going back to the start then, how old were you when you made your debut for Coventry? I'm, I think 18. I remember it. Tranmere, against Tranmere. John Axberg. He was in the opposite end, yeah. So he was the, he's the first team kicker. He's the first coach now. Yeah, so he was at Tranmere. Uh, Magnus got injured at half-time. I come on. And I always remember because my first action, a big ball got, you know, like the old days where it gets booted up into the box and you got all the strikers coming after you. And it, this ball must have gone about 100 foot and it was about 16 yards out. And I've come and took it basically on the edge of the box and it stuck. And somebody always said to me after, he said, you, you know, if you'd have dropped that and they'd have scored, your career could have been totally, totally, yeah, totally yeah. different. And I, I totally agree with that. And that was my first action in the, in yeah. the, in the first team. What's that's it for a goalkeeper? Full stop in it, you know. But the mistakes, the mistakes. Oh, I can define magnified. you. Especially a young lad as well. Like yeah. I was 18, that could have, yeah. But luckily it didn't and managed to get in the first team. And yeah, things happened really quick when I went to Coventry. It all like, you know, from signing the youth team to making my debut to moving to Liverpool, it all happened really quick. So even though you got relegated, you must have had a good season yourself. 
Yeah, I, to be. yeah, we got relegated at Villa, which was tough. Um, I, I got player of the season, fans player of the season, players player of the season. But when you get relegated, it, it you know it's tough to it's accept that. Shock. Yeah, it's tough to accept it. Uh, and then obviously the club was in big trouble money wise. They sold a few players and they've, they've never really recovered, mm, you know, yeah. from that. Um, but they never forced me out. I remember Gordon Strachan coming. You know, I was I was in a meeting still for the youth team, and he said, look. I knew the bid was coming because Gary Mack was ringing me six months before. So he come back down to train at Liverpool when his wife wasn't very well. So he come back down to train at Coventry, even though he's still at Liverpool. And he's gone back and said to Gerard, look, you need to, you need to get this lad. He said, so I'm, Gary McAllister's good you your CV to... Yeah, Gerard. To yeah. All the, uh, and I played well against Liverpool in the two games. But he was ringing me every couple of weeks saying, look, don't sign for anyone else. We're going to sign you in the next window. And this was like six months away. So you think... A lot of things can happen between now and then, but he rang me every couple of weeks saying, "Look, we're going to sign you. Don't sign for anyone else. You're definitely coming to Liverpool." So uh, yeah, I knew about the move six months before, which yeah. is tapping up. But got him closer the tapping yeah. up Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was your those early years at Coventry coming in to the first team? Because I know you've got Strachan, who's yeah. got his reputation as. Uh, I'm sure he likes a shout every now and again oh, and pressure on everyone. And then you've got what Steve Grizovic and yeah. a hero, isn't he? A hero. Oggy was the one. He, I mean, I seen him. I was lucky enough to train with him when I was 15, and then sort of struck up that relationship with him. Seeing the way he trained every day, he was first out, last in. You know, liked a pint, liked a fag. Come in after training, had a pint, had a fag. But he was the hardest working player ever, and I thought that's that's what you have to do. That's the yeah. only way you can be a footballer. And still speak to him all the time to this day. Was so. he as was he as ugly through being a, <laughs> through being a goalkeeper, or were he bo- not a bonny kid? Well, I tell you the one that did it. I mean, his face it must have been got smashed so many times. Parky, be careful. I love him. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean that. I mean, he, he could be, people we could be up for an early finish yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> no, because he's not. He, he's not the best looking. Well, he had his nose. Ian Wright did his nose, didn't he? Remember the game Arsenal away at Highbury. So, Oggy's come out, got the ball, and Ian Wright's just gone, need him deliberately, and broke his broke his nose. So, so it, it's, it, it, it looks half through being a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think. Is, well, yeah, well, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I don't think that's a disrespectful way, Steve. I don't think the Alex, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's he's a legend, and he's, he only just finished last year, but he was he was the one that I thought, you know, that's the only way to train. That's yeah. the only way. And I've always, I always prided myself on that. Like I said, I was lucky. I'd, I had Gordon, I had Oggy. I had some young Macca, you know, some young players, uh, some players at a young age, which sort of set the trend for the rest of my career. Yeah, so I had to really look up to him. Yeah, thing. I was really lucky. Yeah. Was I mean, Strachan all right with the young lads? Or was he hard, like, hard on you? He, he could be, but in the right way. So he never, he, he, would, he would never hammer you in front of the old lads, but if he needed a word, he would take you in his office and say, look, you know, pull yourself together mm. and stuff like that. But he, he just had this knack about getting the best out of players. He was, and he gave me my debut. So you know, a lot of people. Very grateful to him. Oh, you do, yeah, you do. Big Bambi he called you, didn't he? He did, but well, I, do you know what this is? I could not kick a ball outside the eighteen-yard box until I was seventeen. Honestly, and you don't. Honestly, I could not kick a ball out. So at thirteen, you're chunky. Yeah. At seventeen, you can't kick can't a football. Kick, yeah. And, and you, that is and the and truth. And you, and you play for England. I swear to you, Parker, that is the truth. <laughs> Centre half taking goal kicks. And actually, yeah, I right. actually come on uh, pitch a couple of times for the youth team as well. Uh, when I was at Cov, so because I, I still love playing outfield, but honestly, I could not kick the ball. I just couldn't. I didn't have the power in my legs, like you said. I was Bambi, so I had skinny legs, 
and I just had no power at all, so I could, I could not. But then all of a sudden, it all started to when I started to train with the first team, it all sort of come together. I can't imagine you playing out, Kirk. Yeah, I'll be honest. Can you not? What position I'll were tell you? you now, I'll get you. I'll get you ten goals. <laughs> I'm being serious. I will get you ten goals. Put it in the box. Yeah, put it in the box. <laughs> All keepers fancy themselves, don't they? The outfielders. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to try. How long before was it? Headman. So it was Oggy and then one. Magnus come in. Yeah. yeah, Magnus was number one. So I mean, at that time, Sweden were unbelievable. They had the best defensive record, you know, and. Gordon, yeah, he, he's seen some in us and he put us instead of Magnus, which was... He was a specimen as well, Magnus. He was, he? yeah. I mean, we used Good to... Good looking fellow, You know what, though? He was brilliant because he could he could have been really... Because I shared a room with him but, and he, could, but he, he couldn't have been any nicer to us. He said, listen, you've took my place but I'm always here for you. Anything you need. He said, obviously, I'm not happy about it. I'm going to push you but he said, there's no problem with this two at all. And he was, he was amazing, really was. I asked uh, Jimmy Walker that about is the, the goalkeeper's union a myth? Yeah. In terms of, you know, because it, it's quite painful. To, you know, sometimes on Twitter, everything's GK union. Yeah. It? But Jimmy was like, no way. No, oh, no, it's true. Yeah, I've never worked with, for my, through my career, I've never had a problem with anyone I've worked with. Keeper, player-wise as well, to be fair, but keeper-wise, because you are together that long and you train together a lot, you, you've got to have that special bond. And I've never had an issue with any keeper, really, at all. But do you know if you, you know if you sub and you're winning four 0 you must be thinking, I hope he throws one in. Do you know what you do? I hope he throws yeah, one well, in, and then and then we're winning four 0 next week, and he throws another one in. Well, the it's only way personal. you're going to get in. No, no, it's not personal. But the only way, and you, like was when you're in goal, you know, the only way you're going to lose your place if it lost a form or you make mistakes, and that's the only way a keeper's going to get in because it's different to outfielders. Outfielders can play in any, you know, many positions, mm. but goalkeeper needs a, a lack of form or an injury to to the number one to get in. And did you fit in with a Coventry dressing room then? Because we've got Carlton Some Palmer, big characters. Craig Bellamy. CP, yeah, he was a character. <laughs> he was a character, CP, yeah. He was, um, but you know what? He was good as gold. He always used to nights out. He always used to tell the lad, you can come and stay in the West Wing if you need a <laughs> place to stay. And what was his name? CP likes to DP. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he was, yeah, we had some Bellas. Yeah, Bellas was, he was a handful when he first come from Norwich. He, um, I had to pick him up actually from the Hilton so he moved up I had to pick him up in the mornings on the way in never said thanks like picked him up literally got in the car wouldn't say anything to me like, until we got to training got out of the car and I was like oh okay Bellas there you go <laughs> 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 yeah, but he, he, a tip. he pissed a few of the lads off quickly at Cov and he got uh, I think it was it Paul Williams knocked him out in the changing room he, uh, Paul Willow said listen you've got to be more respectful to you know to senior pros and Bellas being Bellas said to me oh fuck off you and, and Willow just lamped and knocked him out <laughs> and went over him and said, what are you saying now? And, and then to be fair, after that, it calmed him down a bit. But it did. did he mean more respectful down. on the pitch? Both. Or off it? Both. Just he was... He well, he's not saying thank you for yeah, getting picked up yeah, on the ball. Yeah, he, that's true. Bellas, yeah. He, he was just... Um, yeah, he was... He was. He come across as arrogant at times and a lot of the players didn't like that. And he come in, you know, I think he was six million at the time, which was a lot of money. And he thought he was the bee's knees and... Yeah, he quickly got bought down. Dion was there as well, Dion Dublin. So he got he got bought down quickly. Was Bellamy backing it up with his talent? Not really. No. So that that makes it really. even more of a bit of pill, doesn't it? If you yeah. if you've got a bit of swag, but you're unbelievable. He, I think he all bet with Bellamy. He, he he always thought he was too good for Cov. Yeah. So where did he go after that? Was it Newcastle he went after? He went that? to Newcastle. I think, Newcastle. Yeah. So uh, he, he did have some big moves, didn't he? He did. Really big moves. He had some big big moves. Back in. <laughs> 
wonder what he's thinking when he's lying on his back and, and he's been chinned. I think I think I might just need to calm down now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do, don't you? Follow your head. I've never been well. never been in that situation. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> when you went to Liverpool, like you said, the apprehension, but you went as Britain's most expensive goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean, twenty year old. Yeah, I mean, to to this day, honestly, I don't know what the fee was. I don't know what I signed for minimum wage, uh, and that's the truth. I because I, you know, I just thought, well, the money will look after itself, you know. And then when I eventually decided to to sign, like I said, I was umming and arving. I just thought, well, I could just get the deal done. And I, I never knew. I knew it was a six year deal, and but apart from that, it was yeah, it was all done for you. So no, no deal. pressure on that front for you. No, do you know the what? When I was younger, tag. no. And I always said this, I didn't start feeling the pressure until I was probably 30. But when you're younger, you're not bothered. You just want to play, you want to train. Six-year deal you, back then. Yeah. Long old deal, yeah, isn't it? Seven not, millions in my head on the transfer. It was, it was something from, like that, yeah. yeah. It was rising on appearance, but obviously I, I, I didn't make as many appearances as I should because of injuries. But it was, um, yeah, it was, yeah, listen, I, I'd do it all again just for one game. You know, I've said that many times. All the injuries I had, and I had some bad injuries when I was there. You know, I did my PCL, I'd... I'd knackered my back up I broke my wrist I broke my fingers did all sorts but I'd do it all again just for one game what did you go in as? did the signers number two, number two yeah to... so he told me so Gerald rang me and said look we're signing Jersey Jersey Dudek same day he says come in learn from him work with Joe Corrigan the goalie coach work with these players and he says when you're ready I'll put you in and he was true to his word it's just that every time I got in I got a bad injury more or less yeah. straight away so it, it, knock, it knocks the stuffing out of you and you know, I was there five years. I think played sixty odd games, but knew in the end when Rafa come in that well, he basically said he didn't want an English goalkeeper, so I'm going to buy a foreigner, and you can go. And bit so, what would Jersey do? Decker, an experienced international, Poland, yeah. Poland. Yeah. So he, he, oh, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. He, after about six months, I thought I'm never going to get a game here because he was just incredible. And it wasn't until remember the Man U game. Against um, was it Forlan? Yeah. Where Carragher headed it back and he went through his legs and went in. He was never the same again. Yeah. Not never the same keeper. And that's when I got my chance. But again, I did my PCL. I, you know, when I got in, it was just injury after injury. Did you struggle recovery with injuries, or it was no. just no? It's unbelievable, no. isn't it? People's yeah. luck. Yeah. When I yeah, it was just at Liverpool. How were you going into Liverpool changing room? Starstruck. Oh yeah. Like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. That's always Stevie, the always there. Michael, yeah, massively starstruck. Yeah, but, but yeah. Gary McAllister with her? Yeah, LT was there. Sammy Ippy was great. Stevie was good as well, to be fair. Um, but like I said, it helped that I had Leona with me. I think it could have been very different if I'd have come up to Liverpool on my own as a 19, 20-year-old. I think it could have been very different. So how did you meet? Because obviously Leona's Scottish, isn't she? Met in Spain. Oh, Beaver Espanol. Yeah, my golf. <laughs> no, it was Palmer Nova. Do you know what? It was in Alex's bar, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, literally, you come out of the hotel and you walk fifty yards, and that was Magaluf. But I say to the missus, listen, you don't want to say you went to Magaluf on a girl's holiday. So it's all. It's always Palmer Nova. He's got Palmer Nova postcode. It's Palmer Nova. So yeah, eighteen. She was twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, been together ever since. So yeah, lucky. Redknapp, a good captain. Jack, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't see him as a captain yeah. character. You know, you see him now. Yeah. I mean, well, he was one of the first ones now. that come to us. So him, Nick Barnby, they sort of looked after us. Said, look, whatever you need, you know, where you're going to live, we can show you houses and stuff like that. So yeah, he was, he was, he was top draw. Yeah, yeah. You look, Gary McAllister. Yeah, 
you see as a captain, and you know. Yeah. Do you mean nothing? You mean because he's a bit like obviously a, a, you don't think he's got the aggression to give somebody a fucking like. Yeah, he, he comes across as a metrosexual, doesn't he? He looks like he looks <laughs> after himself. He's not, not actually. He's not going to give you a good body. He is nice, yeah. isn't he? That's <laughs> what it comes down to. He's, he looks Jesus. nice. He sounds nice. So you didn't think he was a captain because he was a handsome bastard. Yeah, basically. There's different roles as a captain. Yeah. Same as Kirky's just said then. Just saying I can show you the houses and stuff like that. Oh, that that's yeah. like family. It's is, stuff you do off the pitch as yeah. well. Yeah, when you look after yeah. That's but, what makes a captain, not just your... Mm. Yeah, I'm giving you the fucking roll your sleeves up yeah. on, on the pitch. Is that your own personal question, the red nap captain one, or one off Twitter? No, no, it's my own personal oh, question. Right. Soft spot for Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It comes up quite. David Norris is still your favourite, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Otsemabor. He like he's a big fan of Otsemabor. Yeah. Oh, a story about him, by the way. So when he was at Liverpool, he was he lived in Toxteff uh, semi did. So he come in one morning on the Sunday in the treatment room, and he was limping. So he was coming limping and the physio went, what, what's happened, John? He went, I got shot last night. <laughs> he was in a bar in Liverpool and got shot in his arse. And, and you could see the bullet, it was straight through his arse. He had a big hole in his bum. Yeah, we, got he, shot. We, we've obviously had him on. But yeah. what, what did you, as players, did you think he was a bit of a wrong one? A bit of a scally? Or? He, I think he put himself in situations what he shouldn't have done. Yeah, he said he, that, didn't he? Yeah, he was always out. He was, uh, he, I think his car got petrol bombed as well outside his house but yeah he put himself in situations he shouldn't have done yeah but he's a, he's a lovely lad yeah yeah mad, big boy it? as well he loved, his, loved doing he's his he's even bigger now yeah. <laughs> is he yeah. animal you, you took a liking to him didn't you oh well yeah we're yeah. breaking down he's boundaries. a good player you know. <laughs> he's, 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 yeah. a player. he's a good player the right back he quick and everything yeah but he just I think he knew a, pe- a few people that didn't help him sort of thing where he's from he speak yeah were you injured for the Champions League final yes yeah, so I had my back operation. So I played in the early games, played against um, Olympiacos, and then I yeah did my backing. So I was out for seven months with that. Is that yeah, right? So. Carson offered his medal. Yeah, yeah, Isn't on it? the pitch after yeah, yeah. But it's it, it was brilliant off him. But when you don't, what you could play in every game leading up to a final. But when you don't play in that final, you don't think you deserve it, even though you played in every game before. So so and Carson. Played a, played a minute. He played a couple of games. I think he played against Roma as well. Right. Yeah, I think he played a couple of games. But um, no, I've just told him, no, listen, you deserve it. You, you were involved on the day. and But that's just Scotty, that. You know, we, we played together when we were under 16s for England. So yeah. he was... Um, no, I think he, he, he knew you as well. He knew, didn't he? He knew you'd turn it around. That's yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll it. Lads will think I'm fantastic. Should have just got yeah, that, yeah. shouldn't I? Yeah. 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 I don't know about that. If I played in every game apart from the final, I think I'm... I'm still do grateful you? still of think I'm having one. I deserve yeah. one. Yeah. Well, you I, do deserve one, don't you? Well, I was meant 100%. to get one, but our Rafa had like about 30 staff on his on his books and he took a few medals that were meant for the lads and gave them to his staff. That what? Were, yeah, that weren't really meant to Come be. on, Rafa. Yeah. yeah, he did, honestly. Rafa, yeah. Rafa, Rafa, Rafa. Yeah, so never never got one. No. So were you happy to leave then in the end? I had it, to it, leave. Was it getting you? Well, he, he just said that I'm, I'm not going to play. He wants a foreign goalkeeper. Sign Pepe, which... What, 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 what would you think his reasoning will be I wanting a foreign goalkeeper I think just because he's been brought up in Spain and, and played with them keepers and I think he managed Rainer before and he just said I want to bring Pepe Rainer in and you're going to have to go There's if no it said no to you right I, I want to fetch Pepe Rainer in fair enough but just to generalise it to a I want a foreign goalkeeper yeah that's what he said yeah, yeah. it's a bit like it is, yeah. so I knew, I knew I had to go uh, once the manager says that to you you got no chance yeah so yeah, left, went to West Brom. Joe Corrigan was, went there with Brian Robson, who's the goalie coach, went there. 
Started off well, played the first 10 games, got my form back, and then we played at Bolton against um, Kevin Davis. And I've come and took a cross, and he's hit me in the side. And I thought, you know, I thought, shit, there's something wrong there. And I carried on, got to half time, went toilet, piss blood, carried on for the second half. Stupidly, I shouldn't have done it, I could hardly move. And then got home that night and collapsed. And Leon had to call the ambulance and basically lacerated my kidney. He'd split my kidney open. Oh, my word. So I was out for months with that. And, and that sort of put end to my West Brom career. She was panicking like mad. She just heard a big thud in the in the bathroom. And there was all blood on the floor. And, you know, and, yeah, she got me to hospital. So it was, uh, yeah, but that was, was not innocuous one, not Kevin Davis. Just a, Oh, no, he's, yeah. He's, he, no, he's, he, he's, he's, he's never going to win it. Yeah. Yeah, he was never. Well, he did that as well. He did that thing as well, so he's done a couple. Now. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he was never going to win it, and uh, but yeah, he's 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 done his big time there. He's left one on you. Oh yeah, right his knee right into me kidney. And Paul Joel rang us at Wigan, come and play for me, and because it was only just down the road, fifteen minutes. I thought yeah, do that, and that's where my career really kicked off. Then two thousand and six to two thousand and ten. That's that's the best I played. And what age are you now? Then twenty three. Yeah. So when did I go there? Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. 26 and then when Paul left Brucey coming obviously and he was just probably the best I've played under Steve Bruce yeah yeah man management he was he was incredible just knew how to get the best out of players picked up Bargy but I mean he bought Valencia for 400 grand yeah Palacios for 200 grand he just knew how to pick players do you ever look back and think fucking hell I mean I were at my boy club my team that I supported and I had all them injuries and then I go and play 140 yeah. odd games yeah. on the bounce do you ever think fucking hell yeah how unlucky is that? Yeah, that's that. That's the tough thing about Liverpool. It didn't. It, it just didn't work out. You know, I played say 50, 60 games, but it should have been a lot more, and and it should have been for England really as well. But the, the injuries just, yeah, not the stuffing out of me. And for whatever reason, it just didn't just didn't work out. But after that, you know, the last ten years of my career were, you know, were pretty good. Mm. Mm. Did you? I don't want to take it down, however. But were you? Uh... Playing that game nine one against Tottenham. Yes, I was. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. It was one nil at half. So time just well, was it? Yeah. Nine goals in one half. That's even worse. Eight goals in one half. Oh, sorry. Eight goals. One in nil at half. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I thought you were winning one. Yes, day. I played in that one. Yeah. That was. Uh, were any your fault? Two. Two. Oh, the last two. Only twenty five percent. The last, the last two. Yeah. The last two were my fault, but. Yeah, that was tough after that. That was a long week's training after that. I bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bring it down. Yeah, that was a, oh, yeah, that was that was one of the worst moments of my career, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Sorry, yeah. mate. No, no, really. The thing is, though, if, I mean, if, if only two were your, your fault, really, I, I don't think I'd have got that pissed about it. And it was one nil at half-time, and, you know, first half, I must have had a 10, 12 saves. So I was thinking... This is going to be the same second half. So I was thinking, fucking hell, they, they could score a few goals here because we were just not at it at all. And they had Crouchy, Defoe, Cranchire, they had a lot of players. And I thought, if I don't save a few second half, but they scored about three in the first five minutes second half. And I thought, oh God, this could be long here. And then the clock just went backwards. Just Do you know when you're playing them well, games? Tell you as well. Yeah, it was on, oh yeah, it was on Sunday. Yeah, yeah oh, it was on Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was on Sunday, but yeah, you know when you look at the clock and it's just not moving. Stuck. Thinking, come on. And then, do you know what pissed me off the most? The ref added, it was like not a 7-1, and he added like six minutes on it. <laughs> just come on. And they scored another two minutes, two goals in <laughs> time. 
I said, do you really have to do that? Because <laughs> 6-1 can happen, can't it? It's not as outrageous. Yeah. Can you not just like, why you had six minutes on yeah. there? He said, well, I've got, I've got to stick by the rules. I was thinking, no, you don't have to. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna pull oh, you up, mate. If you, no. if you knock a couple so, yeah, of minutes into that, if you come off that like six, seven, one, you, you know, it's still tough. But yeah, nine, one just sounds horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to bring it down a notch. Oh. Were you in goal for the nine one? <laughs> <laughs> what a twat! Who did Martinez bring in then? When he was uh, Alabsi, yeah, Ali Alabsi, yeah, from uh, what is he from? Omen? Omen, yeah. yeah. So I wonder what, wonder what it is with these foreign coaches just thinking I want a foreign keeper. Well, when I when I first went to Liverpool, Rafa took me for a session, and he said uh, he said right, just stand there. He said put your hands like that, and he said I'm going to throw the ball to you, and I just want you to jab it back to me, right? So I did that. I was thinking, what am I doing here? And then he put some crosses, and I've come and took the first one clean, about ten foot in the air. He went no. He said I don't want you to catch another ball. He said I want you to punch everything that comes your way now. So he told me not to catch balls in training or in games and stuff like that. So I knew it was he was going. What's the keeper coach do in that situation? Because yeah. he, well, that was the thing. He never like he he won't come out training until like the last half hour. So he he, he was never out on yeah. the pitch. It was you always with a team. It was always shape. It was always you know the the the, the sessions and the raffle were tough. I think every player says the same. He was just football obsessed. Not bothered about players, personal lives or anything like that. He was just. Ruthless. Oh, ruthless. Yeah. When you Very hands on. When you said tough, do you mean yeah. physically tough or do you mean uh, you're tough as in Mentally like, tough. You're doing a lot of shape and yeah, boring you'd, you'd and you'd have no ball. You'd do shape for like an hour and a half with no ball. So he'd call different coloured discs out. You'd all have to shift over and oh, it was all that sort of stuff. It was, yeah, it was tough. Really tough. Must have been fucking boring. Oh, it was. Yeah. But he got results, to be fair to him. Um, so you couldn't really. But a lot of players that played under Raffle would tell you the same that. Didn't have a lot of time for him. Really? Yeah. I think I heard that. Yeah, didn't have a lot of time for him. Yeah. Yeah, purely focused on football. I'll tell you another one as well, Martinez, when was at Wigan. So he said to, so we're all sitting, first meeting he had when he come in, he said, um, how many of you got kids? And I, we had, I had a kid, there was a few lads that had kids. He went, shouldn't really have kids until you finish your career or you come into the end of your career. So it's because they can put you off your career sort of thing. That was the first, yeah. In, yeah, first thing he said. Shouldn't well, have you should, kids. I'll tell you what, I'll chip around to your house you can go after a yeah. <laughs> next yeah. fucking three years of my contract yeah. Yeah. so that was the first thing he said when he came in shouldn't have kids until you come into the latter end of your career or when you finish your career yeah. so if that gets out well. in the press he's getting slaughtered for that yeah that was his first meeting yeah were you alright after that then or were you well when he come we were 17th in the league and he said that you're not you're not a bottom three team he says I see you as a Champions League team so again, that was his one of his first meetings. So he's told us not to have kids, and he's told us we should be in the Champions League. <laughs> so the lads were like, "Come out of that meeting." The lads are like, "What? What is going on?" Couple of lads put the kids up for adoption. Still in the Champions League. <laughs> Actually, really annoyed me when he said that. Yeah. Because we had we had Lucy in that. Yeah, a few of those lads. Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't go well at all. I don't know why you'd even say that. Even if you thought you just don't, do you? No. Because the chances are there's a lot of people going to have kids in the well, room. There was, yeah, yeah. And what what you meant to do? Yeah, you say take them back. Sorry, really, I'm really sorry. I, I, I've got four, I've got, got four year old. I'm sorry. Then the Champions League shot after that because we we'd always battled relegation and we knew we weren't. You know, we knew we weren't the best players, but we had a good team spirit. But when he come out with that one, we're like, oh my god, is this? He's all right. <laughs> We've got a fucking whopper here, lads. I know you got to be. Po- I know you got to be positive, but <laughs> Champions League. 
We've got a whopper yeah, here. Bruce, he was no, he, he was amazing. He, um, as man management goes, he's he's the best I've worked. What did you have personal experience of the man to man management? Right. Really, really good for you, yeah. Oh yeah, he, he used to come up to you and say, "How's how's things at home?" He knew who your wife was, knew your kids' names. Yeah, knew that all makes, that. I imagine yeah, that makes knew all that. You know, how's the yeah. owner doing? How's Lucy doing at school? Yeah, all that sort so of. So complete thing. opposite then. How's your kids? Not send them back. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, complete opposite. Could you get rid of them or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not playing this week because uh, your missus is pregnant. Yeah. All right, no bother. No, he was completely different, Bruce. It seems like it seems like a. I mean, I've I've had a, an afternoon drinking with him, and he's just a, a, a nice bloke. Yeah. You know Bruce. I mean? yeah. yeah. Like he just got sacked from Sunderland actually, and he he, he went to put uh, his money in the kitty, you know, for his round. And he put a 50 in. Put Did a, he? Put a red in. I said, fucking hell, you've just been paid up, have you? <laughs> <laughs> just like there's a nod and a smile. Right? He, used to, he used to join in the boxes, didn't he? So we used to do boxes at Wigan. So he used to join in. And any time he give the ball away, he'd be like, oh, you're in. He went, he says, how many games have you played for Man U? I said, get in. It's like 600 games for Man U. Yeah, so he, he had the banter with it as well. Who was at Chef Wed then? Manager-wise. Uh, so it was Dave Jones. So he, he signed, signed you. Me. Yeah, he signed me. Yeah. Dave Jones, Stuart Gray was number two, and then Dave left, and Stuart took over. Um, but yeah, great club. Yeah, really good club. Fan base, massive in it. Yeah, yeah. But that's obviously then when I when I started travelling there. That's when when the problems off the pitch sort of started to happen. You know, being away from home and travelling and stuff like that. So it was it was a tough three years there. But if it wasn't for being such a good club and the staff, then I'd have I'd have walked long before. It was, uh, yeah. Did you have? You know, obviously, we'll, we'll get into the problems that you had. But did mm. you used to have problems when you were travelling to away games when you were still living at home? You know, for that the Friday, you should leave Friday morning night and get back. Saturday yeah, I never night. wanted to do it. Yeah, never, never felt comfy doing it. I mean, even when at Wigan, sometimes we we had home games and he'd make us stay in a hotel at the Wrightington. I was thinking, oh, I just want to be at home. Mm. You know, but yeah, I never. Even when I was younger, like when I used to go over England. For like 10, 12 days, I, I, I hated it. just hated being away from home. Uh, and then obviously, you know, you, you meet met Leona, you have kids, and then being away again. It was, I know a lot of players like it sometimes. It gives them a breather, Yeah. But yeah, no, I was, I was never one for that, being away from home. Uh, and then obviously the Sheffield routine just completely flipped. You know, for 11 years, Liverpool, Wigan, you know, I was dropping Lucy off at school, picking her up, you know, going for lunch with the missus, getting back from training, then... All of a sudden, I'm setting off at like five in the morning, getting beat in the traffic in Manchester, getting to training, no one's there, you know, getting back late and then doing it all again. It just, yeah, it was just, just couldn't get my head around it. Complete change to your life. Complete change, yeah, complete change. Yeah, flipped it on its head. But as like I said, I mean, Rosie was brilliant. He knew there was some sort of issue, but didn't really know how deep it was going. So he gave me extra days off, you know, warm downs. He said, look, stay at home, do it yourself. So they, the club were amazing with us. Were you open from the off? No. Said it was so Leona. Said it was Leona that suffered with depression because back then in you know, 2012, he, it was never spoke of. Mm. You know, I thought, well, I can't come out and say it's myself. I've just signed for the club. If I come out and say I'm struggling, they're going to, you know, what they're going to do. So we yeah. said it was Leona. Were you open with Leona? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, she knew I was anxious and struggling being away from home and the travelling and stuff. Um, but she didn't really know how bad it was until 2016. Yeah, but she, I mean, we got advised to, to say it was Leona and not me by, you know, by people. 
Yeah. Uh, that's wrong in done, itself. Yeah, we shouldn't have done it. Should have come out and because seeing the way they were when they found out, they were amazing. But like I said, back in 2012, what was that? Nearly eight years ago. You just didn't say it, did you? Mm. You just did. Nobody knew about it. <coughs> as um, daft as it sounds, mate, did you used to not like me on holiday then? If I was with the girls, yeah. So if, if I was with them, yeah, fine. But I always like to get home. Yeah. But no, I was as long as I was with Leona or Lucy, yeah, I was fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-seasoners didn't really like them. And what did you? How did it make you feel? Like I, I'm just trying to just thinking constantly about getting home. Like just not, not socialising with anyone, just not yeah, really want, I, I wanting, to, wanting to. Yeah, but then I'd be thinking, oh, what are the girls doing at home? You know, or what would I be doing if I was at home? So, yeah, it was just constant on my mind all the time, yeah. Cause I, I, I saw you, you tweeted something, um, and it was a, a write-up, and the picture was on there of, of you, and you said this is when I was at one of my darkest, one of my yeah. worst times. And I think, was it Chef Wed? I think it was, yeah, and the picture. Yeah, that yeah, was it, yeah. You can sort of tell, can't you? Yeah, yeah. you just didn't... You, there's no, nothing behind your eyes. Yeah, yeah. You, you sort of like you, you just go through the motions, and uh, but it was yeah gradually for three years, and then I was going to sign again for him in 2015, and I was in my training kit, and I just thought, nah, I need to get back home now. I need to get closer to home, and that's when I signed for Preston. Yeah, but I thought getting closer to home would sort of reverse the cycle, but it didn't. Why is that then? Do you think? I think because I was too far. Too I was far too gone. far into too it far then. In. Yeah, I was too far into it and just didn't know. Yeah, just just withdraw myself. Didn't answer my phone. You know, locked the gates. Didn't want to do anything. Um, didn't socialise at all. And I thought, you know, that's that was sort of normal for me then. And I just couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. So when you got when you got back home, so, so you went to train at Sheffield Wednesday. And you got back home. Were you were you just normal when you got home? I was constantly thinking, what time I got to set off the next morning? Right. Training. Yeah. So you couldn't even enjoy your time at home really that not. you'd been thinking so yeah. much about. Yeah, for, for, throughout the day, really. Yeah, just thinking, what time I've got to get up, you know, set my clothes out, set all my stuff out, had my car ready to go, faced it, you know, down the drive, so I could get out in the morning, out the door, drive straight away, so it was, yeah, it was just constantly, my mind was just, yeah, in a mess all the time. But you're setting yourself within the cycle then, aren't you, because the, the byproduct of your unhappiness is thinking about it all the time, yeah. and coming home is what you're missing. Yeah. You then you then not enjoying that no. time because you're thinking, thinking about, about going back. Day, yeah. Thinking about going back the day after. The yeah. thing that's making you unhappy is yeah. taking up all that thought process. It was just a vicious cycle, yeah. Until yeah. I just thought, you know, <coughs> need to get this sorted out. Did you ever think like early doors, like six months into Sheffield Wednesday? I'm just. It's not for me. I'm under transfer request. Oh yeah, I, just, I did after right. two weeks. Did two you? Weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Jesus. So I rang him after two weeks and said, look, I can't, you know, again, blame Leona. Not blame her, but we, we sort of use Leona and said, look, she's really suffered, I need to be at home. Can you rip my contract up? And the club said, look, just take your time, you know, we'll do whatever you need for you and your wife. Um, but just, just think about it. So they went away pre-season, so look, you don't have to come away with us, stay at home and then come and see us after. So the, the club handled it brilliantly, they really did. And then that's when I went back and said, look, you can have days off here, days off there. We'll do whatever you need. Does your missus need counselling? All this sort of stuff. So they were, they were, they were top draw. And I think that's what made me stay. Yeah. Because of how good they were. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Inevitably, that was just a byproduct of it continuing. It yeah. convinced you to stay. Yeah, for say for three you years. You never, you never just think, "That's it, we'll move over." No, because Lucy was at school. She was happy. You know, we'd, we lived up here since two thousand and one, and you don't know how long you'd be at a club, do you? I mean, I no. signed a year with a year's extension, so I thought, you know, if you sign four or five years, then you probably move. But yeah, we're never going to move. Mm. Never going to move. Yeah, eventually moved back to Preston. The number two to Jordan knew I was going to be number two, which fitted well because I didn't have the pressure of having to play. Jordan Pickford. Oh what? yeah, is it? Yeah, he went on loan, didn't he? Yeah, he went on really? loan from Sunderland. Yeah. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, he was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, he was incredible. But it suited me because I didn't have to play. Uh, had, had your head completely gone yeah, at that like this point? Yeah, couldn't focus. Couldn't. Didn't want to train. Didn't want to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of stuck at it for the year, and then that's when I thought I need to need to retire now. I need to sort it out. And that's when I contacted the PFA. And things started to started to get better. Two mm-hmm. last for help, it was big weight off my shoulders, and for the owner as well, because obviously you know it's tough for you, but it's tough for people that live with you as well. Yeah. And seeing you become a different a different person to what they know. Did you self-diagnose yourself? No, it wasn't until I seen a counsellor, and that's when it all started to to fall into place. Then, and she mm-hmm. explained things. She gave me you know coping mechanisms to to cope with stuff, and things got. Things got a lot better, mm. yeah, pretty quickly, really. Did you it's think that dep- it's that branding and it de- depressed depression? Yeah. It's when you stick the label on it. Yeah. I before that, then you just oh, I'm feeling a bit shit. Oh, I want to yeah. get along. I want it, and I suppose you don't want to self-diagnose. No. That that word. No, it's the last thing you want to do. But then it, it's the best thing that you yeah. need to hear. Mm. To, it's it's sense, it, it makes sense why you've been feeling that way. Yeah. Yeah. So we all get in a bad mood, don't we? We all yeah. feel like I don't really want to speak to anybody, I don't want to see anybody. But yeah. then it, it keeps on going and it gets yeah. worse. Like, I got help off the PFA in two thousand and sixteen. Things got good for about a year and a half and but then I started missing football. Started missing the dressing room, started missing a routine. You know, it's like you you, you know, your routine when you're in football, you know what you're gonna do, where you're gonna be. So I started started slipping back when was it last last January? So a year, year gone, and I thought, I just felt myself slipping back again, not answering the phone, not wanting to do anything, not doing any fitness work. And I thought, you know, I don't want to go back to the way I was. So we rang the PFA and said, look, I'm, I'm struggling again. I need to go in somewhere this time. I want to go into a rehab place for mental health. So I rang the PFA and they said, look, we can get you in, but it's going to be three months. You know, there's a waiting list. And I thought, I can't, I can't wait that long. So me and Leona just got on the internet, searched for places close to here. I didn't want to be miles away. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask yeah, that. I mean, yeah. they'd, they'd have probably sent you to the spotting chance, would they? Yeah, which, which was miles is... away, straight away. Yeah. They take the phones off you as well. So the first five days, you have no contact with the outside world, which I thought, that's just not real. Because you, then I won't come home and not speak to my missus for five days. So we just searched places around here and found a par- uh, Parkland place in North Wales, which is an hour from here. And I was in there the next day. Rang them up, said, look, I need help. Um, can you get me in? And they said, yeah come here and it was the best thing I've ever done it was just you know it was tough because 
the, the group sessions in the morning, you're with people that have got like addictions and, you know, that have been through horrendous times during their life. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff, the worst stuff you can imagine. And you're listening to their stories, but it all leads back to the mental health then, which caused mental health for them. So after two days, I rang Leanna and said, I'm not sure I can carry on these group sessions. And she said, look, just stick at it and you'll benefit from it in the end. And then after about four days, I couldn't wait to get down there in the morning because you sort of talk and you help each other and you listen to people's <laughs> stories and then you'd have the one-on-ones in the afternoon. And it was, it was amazing. And I thought, because I said, right, well, I have trouble staying away from home. I said, can I, can I travel in every day? And they said, look, we'll do whatever you want to do, which, which makes you feel more comfortable. So in my head, straight away, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to travel in every day and go back there in the morning. But after about three days, because I was that comfortable, I started staying over, which was That's huge, a big huge for me. Yeah. yeah, huge for me. I stayed over more then than I come home, which helped because at nights we'd all sit outside and it was a beautiful place where it was, right on the beach. We just all chatted at night and it was, it was the best thing I've ever done. And then sitting here now, I feel, I feel brilliant. Mm. and I know all the stuff I need to do you know now when I start feeling a little bit you know sweaty palms and start feeling a bit anxious so yeah they I wish I had done that back in 2016 Is it hard for you to speak about the stuff you just spoke about? No no not hard no it makes you realise sometimes think wow did I actually get that bad you know you, you think yeah I was actually that bad Did you ever think you know you say in these sessions some people have had some uh, like really bad experiences. Oh. Did you ever think to yourself, like, I, I can have like, they've had their experiences and now we're a fucking professional footballer for Liverpool and all these. Why, I, I, why should I, I shouldn't be like this. I said that to them and I said, I can't relate to some of the stuff they're saying to me because it, it just didn't, she went, well, just keep listening to it. You know, you might pick up on bits and bobs, but yeah, then there was a little bit of guilt, guilt then as well because there was people in there that have lost all the money, they've got kids, they can't feed the kids, you know, and you know, whether it's through lost of jobs because of mental health or addictions and stuff like that so the first two days were I was thinking I, I, I shouldn't be in this room with these people because I don't deserve to be in this room you know with these people mm. but after that and then you know we it was the best thing I could have ever done because mm. that wouldn't happen now when you said you were advised to say that it was Leona that was struggling there's no way that can happen now oh imagine that now that got out no it would uh, yeah the up, the up, the up, the up. Oh, yeah. But I think it's common knowledge now, and I think it, it, the the cure, if so to speak, is to talk about it. Talking and exercise. So yeah. we're doing that walking now. It is literally the best two things you can do. It does so help. Talking and yeah, and exercise. Even if you're huge. just talking about shit, not even talking yeah. about your situation. Yeah. But I think it's just hard. In the past, it's hard for men to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like men, it's hard for men to get deep with each other, isn't it? Mm. I find anywhere. I'm not the, the biggest talk. I don't really talk about how I feel on stuff, but I think that's the whole thing now with trying to get people to tell you how you, how you feel. Yeah. And because I think at the time you think, well, no one else is going to feel like I feel or no one else is going to go through, but it, people do. It's one of them when you, you never know what's happening. You don't yeah, know what no. people's doing. Nah. Well, that's what, because people don't talk about it, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And the fact is that it is it yeah. does happen to a lot of people the fact that you're talking about it more, mm. well, when the PFA, makes it more acceptable when I contacted the PFA and said look I need, they then contacted me and said look we've, we've got a lot of players that are really struggling that nobody knew about and they said would you be would you come out and talk about it you know would you come out and talk to the BBC we're not sure how it's going to go we're not sure how it's going to be taken but you know would you do that and I thought yeah you know I'll do that and the response was just incredible so do you know when you signed for Bury where's that in the timeline did you let you, 
left you just left Preston? Yeah. And were you think? Did you? Because if I remember right, did you not really want to sign? Did you not really want to come to Bury? No, no. So I got offered a new deal at. Um, first of all, I was going back to Wigan in 2015 under Gary Caldwell. So I thought getting back to Wigan, where I loved it, I thought that's going to help. Yeah. So he said, "Come on, come here." Sorted the deal out the night before. Went in. Uh, said, "Well, we need you to go on a medical." Um, you know, we just need to check things. So my fitness record at Sheffield Wednesday. So they sent all the medical records through. Ninety-seven point smudge sent them all through. Ninety-seven percent training gains. I never missed anything. So they failed me on a medical um, because I found out they wanted to sign someone else. But I had like three other clubs lined up. Burnley were one of them. And I said, "Look, I can sign for these clubs. You're definitely going to sign me." And guys went, "Yeah, we just need to do all the paperwork." And, and you know, the Jonathan Jack was, "Yeah, not a problem." Made me wait for two days in the canteen, and I thought. This is not going to happen. This and then Gaz come down. I played with Gaz at Wigan, and I was I was feeling bad anyway. And I just thought they're, they're, they're pissing me around here. You know, they're, they're messing me around. And Gaz come down from his office and said, "I'm just going out to training now. We wait here for an hour for me. We wait in the canteen for another hour." I said, "Okay, I will." And then he literally come back in, took me to his office, and said, "Yeah, we're not we're not signing you." And that knocked me for six. I just left. I said, "Why? Well, you, you can't stay fit." And I went, "How are you saying that?" You know, the records are there since I left Wigan. My fitness record was great. So then I went to Preston, got offered a new deal at Preston, went in to sign it after the last game of the season and got told that I was too old and they wanted to sign a younger keeper. So again, these things, it was just like bang, yeah. bang. And, and, and no one knew about your circumstance at this stage? No, no. Um, which this, we all know football's ruthless. But yeah, but I mean, if you played with him and he's your pal and he's, yeah. still, and he's still done that, what chance yeah. you got? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I went to, yeah, I went to Bury. But I think it was, I knew I shouldn't have done. And I just, but it's always that fight kicks in, doesn't it? Thinking, oh, I can get through this. Yeah. You know, you you know play football, you know, give it another year. And as soon as I went there, I just didn't want to train, didn't want to. And we were going away pre-season to Portugal. And the thought of it was just, I was a wreck. Thinking, oh, I can't leave, I don't want to go. Don't want to go pre-season. I ended up getting on the plane, ended up going out there and ended up coming home after two days. Because I was, I just thought, no, I, you know, I don't want to do it. I was on the top of a roof. I was going to jump off. And then Leona and Lucy come straight into my head and thought, you know, it, I always say it was, a, it was like a seesaw. You know, it was going to go one way or the other. I was either going to jump off or I was going to fight back. And I rang Leona straight away. She said, look, you've got to get home, get home. She booked a flight for me the next day. Um, told Dave that there was an issue with Leona again. Because yeah, yeah, by this time... But then when he come back, I told him that I was struggling personally. And he'd been through it himself when he's, I think his dad committed suicide. And he'd been through it and said, look, what do you need? We'll help you. And I just said, look, I just need to finish football. I need to get proper help. And, you know, they terminated my contract and, and that was it. No, so, so I, but you still, because I didn't go to Portugal, but I think I was, we were there yeah, each other a I few come days. Back. So I come back. Again, it was that. He said, we'll have a couple of weeks off and then see how you feel. So again, it was that professional pride thing. Well, come on, you, you know, you can do it now. They've been away pre-season. You're just going to be training. Go back in and got to about the fifth day and there was a game. We were playing in a, in a practice game and there were shots just flying in. I weren't even diving. And I just thought, I just, and I just walked off the pitch and I just said, look, I'll give it a go. I just need to, I need to go now. And Dave was amazing with us. You know, mm. he, put, he gave us a big hug. He said, look, I'm here for you. You know, I've been through similar, whatever you need. The club's here for you. And they, they were amazing. And I just said, look, I just need you to rip my contract up. And they did it there and then. And that's when I rang, rang the PFA then. 
So, so was, was Leona, was she having kittens knowing that you were going away with Bury? Yeah. So that's she, she knew about she said, you. She knew that I would not last the week out there. Yeah. Having yeah. kittens is a, yeah. I don't know if it's a, a, yeah. a positive terminology or <laughs> yeah. what, but I've been like really yeah. panicking about what's I going on. I know what I meant. Yeah, having yeah. kittens. <laughs> yeah. Just to she, clear, she just knew, to let clear up. Yeah, she knew. She knew I weren't going to last. So but, she basically, she just sat at home waiting to book you up. But she also knew that I had to go out there for it all to sort of come to a head. Yeah. Yeah. For it all to, she knew I needed to do that, yeah. Yeah. Did, did you tell her the situation when you said you were stood on that roof? Did yeah. You, you... Yeah, I rang her when I was on the roof. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, right, take a step backwards and get off the roof. And uh, yeah, I went inside and yeah, broke down. And she said, look, you need to come home now. We need to sort this out. And literally flew home the next morning. Yeah. So she was she was amazing. And we told Lucy, we uh, you know, we were honest with Lucy because she, she noticed I weren't the same yeah. as a dad. You know, I was there for her, but I wasn't there for her. We just sat down and said, look, you know, when dad's been injured in the past and he's done his knee or his ankle and he's gone and got treatment off a physio, we just said, look, dad's head's not great at the minute and he needs to get help for us. And, you know, I said, look, I'm going to have to go away for a while. And she went, dad, you've got to do what you've got, you know, you've got to do it because we want you back. You know, we want you back to your old self. So when she said that, that just, yeah, spurred me on even more then to get to get help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going back to the berry thing, mate, because it, it was only a couple of days and I remember... Mm-hmm. I think it was just me and you in the treatment room when you were getting you getting acupuncture, and I could just tell that some some wasn't right because we didn't really know. I think Flickcloth kind of touched on it a little bit, or he might have even said it was your missus. I don't yeah. know how how honest he was with us all. You know, from a player's point of view, I look back and I think I should have tried to speak to you about it. Yeah, but you didn't know that, did you? And it just wasn't talked about then, was it? You know, mm. you because sometimes you think, oh, I don't want to pry because it's, it's yeah, people's it's private people, life. Yeah, people's personal life. Yeah. I think that was it. Much. I was kind of like, a lot of people I feel said like that I should. You know, a lot of people have said that. But a lot of people didn't have a clue. You know, my, my best mate that I've known since I was 14, 15, he had no idea whatsoever. And he kicks himself to this day that he, he never knew. And we go on holiday every year together with the families. And he, he said he had no idea. Because you put on a front, you know, you, when you're out there, you put on a front. But then when you come home, that's when you shut yourself off. So yeah, a lot of people have said that. Luckily, at Berry, you had a body double. The, uh... I was a, a Chris Kirkland body shop, a photo shop for the, for the, for the team photo. Yeah. <laughs> That's me claim to fame. That. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, the team was photo. It? What was that goalkeeper's kit on there, Brownie? <laughs> Imagine you set, have the gloves set, on as well. Yeah, I put everything on. Like, <laughs> Shin pads. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Said you said, I've been a lot of things in my time, but I've never been a Chris Kirkland photo shop. Time flies, doesn't it? I mean, it just, you know, you look back now and that was, what was that, four years ago? I mean, to be fair, Kirky, right? I, you, well, not not in, not even close. You're the most sensible goalkeeper I think I've ever. Yeah. Like, if somebody said to me, what position do you think you would be? Goalkeeper would probably be one of the last. Because <laughs> most of them are fucking nutters, aren't yeah. they? Well, I, again, I've got that off Oggy. Oggy was the same. He was, he was, you know, he was down to earth. He treated players with respect. He got respect back off players. I mean, I've worked with some keepers that are nuts. Don't get me wrong. Because were you with Bywater? Stevie, yeah, with him. We've heard. Oh, brilliant! Oh, it's all true. (laughs) Oh, it's all true. So, what was it? Under 18s once. He, uh, he he could not sit still. So he he could not stay in his room. He had to be doing something. So he took the coach. I can't remember what coach it was for the under 18s. Basically, nicked his car keys, drove his car about five miles away. Ran back to the hotel, threw him his keys, and went. I've just parked your car five miles away. So you go and get it. 
Even tell him where it were. Oh yeah, he told him where it was. Oh, he right. said it's like by this, by, this, by this pub, like it's literally five miles away. And then just, just, just went, no reason though. Yeah. Just... Alan Shearer was the one though. So we trained with England before Euro 2000 with Kevin Keegan, me and Stevie got invited down. Stevie G, Gareth Barry, we got invited to train with them before Euro 2000. So we were staying in the hotel, and Stevie, he, um, Shearer did submit a submit to Stevie, and. Steve, without Stevie just taking it and thinking, okay, that's that's the captain. That's Alan Shearer. Yeah, he unscrewed the you know in the hotel door the the keyhole the the peephole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unscrewed that and put a fire extinguisher through it and emptied the fire extinguisher into Shearer's room. As, oh, a, as a young lad, as, as well. a young lad, just invited to train with the squad. <laughs> Not even in the squad. <laughs> Not even in the squad. <laughs> and then just emptied it out on into Shearer's room, and obviously Shearer got his payback. Like, yeah, but that was just Stevie. Armless but brilliant. Was he that cocky? Like, I would, not, not I if cocky is the right word. Yeah, I would say cocky. I think with Stevie, he was, he was, because when Kevin Keegan used to join in training and like he'd be doing the shooting, like we talked about Dino, and Kev, Kevin Keegan would be through on goal and he'd be like, go on, Kev, go on, Kev, try and beat me, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, go on, Keegan, go on. Like that. And all the lads were like, is this lad for real? Like, proper giving it to Kevin Keegan but he's do you know I think he does it in a way he's, he doesn't mean any harm when he does it yeah uh, he's just retired now actually isn't he he's just just recently retired but yeah he, he wasn't he wasn't shy he wasn't a shy lad but great lad though as well and he was at Sheffield Wednesday when I went so he was there with Weaves them two were already there and I signed as well that's so, funny but go oh on, yeah he's a, <laughs> go on, honestly go on Kevin <laughs> tickled as that oh, yeah. dear me so what 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 were you like as a well? We have to speak about Gerard, don't we? We've got to speak about. They've just won the leagues. Well, Steve, Stevie was the best I've ever played with and played against. I always say it was him and Ronaldo, but yeah, playing with him, the, the standards he set in training was just yeah. Everything you've seen, he you know he hated losing games. Him and Cara, if you were on their t- you didn't want to be on their team in training because if you lost, they would they wouldn't talk to you. Like they, they would not talk to you for like a day or two and then they say I'm, you know, I'm not on your team again you know I don't want him again but, uh, they, were, oh, they, were, they were that competitive in training but he was he was incredible he just when he when he passed the ball when he hit it it was just a different sound to everyone else it was just so crisp and he was he could put it wherever he wanted to put it but this was a say he, he always the, the way he played in games was the way he trained every single day never like slacked off or never thought oh, I don't really want to train here he was the same every single day same as Carroll and that's why they both played for them for how many years? We had, a, we had someone on Twitter mentioned that the, was there a bit of a kerfuffle with Warnock? Was it after the yeah. the Leeds incident? Yeah. And the lad come on the field? Yeah, it was. So he, um, I think he come over after and said, I literally, to this day, I, I'd never seen the lad until he was literally there. And I was gutted because the goal went in. Because we were 1-0 up and they, I think it was the 77th minute they equalised. So I was, I was, you know, when you let a goal in as a keeper, you're sort of like... You yeah. deflated, even if it's not your fault. Yeah, you sort of deflated yeah. a bit, so you lot, you know, you're not, you know, you're like, if anyone touches you, you you'll go, sort yeah. of thing. So I, I literally didn't see him until he was there, and he's he's caught his light with his with that bit, but it hit my nose as well. And it's a, I, I, a I, fan I, that's ran yeah, around for anyone who's not seen it. I just <laughs> didn't know. It was like I didn't didn't know what had happened, and then obviously I've got I fell down, and then I've heard all the stuff behind the goal and everything like that. But yeah, and then you sort of come around and think, has that really just happened? Yeah, and then it's obviously not, it's then, not what you expected. No, it? it's not, no. And so it was like shock. It was, you know, and then the last 13 minutes, I just wanted to get off the pitch. 
And then after the game, I think he said to me in the press, and he said, oh, he's, I've been told he's gone down far too easy and it's going to make the Leeds fans look terrible and stuff like that. So I just didn't, I was in a, you know, I was in that much shock and I was like upset as well, really upset. So I just went into the dressing room and said a few words to him and he was in his white pants and <laughs> of course he was, yeah. He's he just, <laughs> just come out of the shower. So I seen him walking over, I said, what are you fucking saying and all this? I said, you're always the same, you, you always fucking say things. And uh, yeah, give him a shove and he went flying over the tables. <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden I had about 25 lead staff and players just coming for me at the you same time. You were in there on your own? I was in there with the chief exec. Right. Yeah, Paul Aldridge. Um, and, but then quickly, oh, there's all police and they're coming, they're, they're in the tunnel and stuff, yeah, so I got dragged out. But glad I did it because, yeah, yeah he's... I can just see one up flying over a table and he's fucking... Slogging down, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, they were proper light, yeah, massive. You know, the old light granny pants he had with oh. there. But oh, he had a pair of them on there. <laughs> Pooey yeah. from him, though, coming out and saying that. Yeah, it was. At, yeah, it was after the, yeah, after the game. But he's done things like that in the past, and he? he says things. And he rang me a couple of days after and apologised and said, oh, I've seen it again. And he said, I just got caught in the moment after the game. Well, that's it's, good for him. That's right? a fair play to Yeah. yeah. Uh, but did so, it, any more repercussions from that then? From. Yeah, well, there was. I mean, I mean that that was tough, but it was going back to Ellen Road was was a nightmare. Like, we, I think it was three months after, because I actually looked for it after the game, and I was, like I said, I was getting death threats leading up to it, um, saying if you if you do play in this game, Ellen Road, we're going to kill you, we're going to kill your family, you know. So there was, like, I had letters through the the door, through the house. They had to put guards on the hotel room and the night before the game. We stayed in Leeds and not in the night before the game, which I thought big mistake shouldn't be doing that mm. so there was and then there was as I've gone out to warm up at Ellen Road the police there was about four policemen come over to us and said look we've received death threats today at the game about you so we're going to have to put armed police on, on each of your posts so, so <laughs> Jesus yeah honestly before there can't be many goalkeepers I only have a man on the post front post for <laughs> <Yeah>. corners <laughs> so this was before me warm up so I'm thinking oh I said, I don't really want that. It says, listen, we, we can't not do it. So there's been threats made against you. So arm police. Yeah, so we're gonna have to put arm police on the on the on the thingy. They said they're undercover. Said they're undercover sort of things. So you won't you won't notice them, but they are. They're you, undercover. They, they, yeah, they are there for you. Dressed as ball boys. Don't know where they are. <laughs> just dressed as normal people. But he said they are there for you. Just so. All oh, right, so they're in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, right. but they're, but, but they're there by the post sort of thing. As if this is armed police at a yeah. football match just mixing in with crowd. Yeah. That's madness, isn't it? So, but, 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 the, 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 most, the madness thing about it is that it's necessary. But the, exactly. The, the hostile, like, for, for the whole 90 minutes, I got abused. Like, and do you know when you're going, I mean, I was told that I couldn't go, if a ball went behind the goal or into the crowd, they said, don't go, do you, no, don't go and get it. Let, it. let the ball get thrown back to you or let one of your other players go and get it. So it was... Uh, so what did they believe that you'd done? Why with it? Why did they well, have just problems? Just because he's one of them. I mean, he got he got locked up, didn't he? He got, he got sent down. He got sent down for six months. That's not your fault, though, mate. But it's, it's football fans sometimes, isn't it? I mean, Leeds is a hostile place anyway, isn't mm. it? But it was, uh, yeah. There was, I mean, there was six thousand at Hillsborough, but having thirty five thousand of them on top of it was. I couldn't wait to get out of the ground. That's yeah, cool. And then got told never to go back to Leeds again. I got told if I step foot in Leeds again, then yeah, I wouldn't make it out of Leeds. So it's like if the Birmingham manager said when Grealish got done, imagine him coming out and going, oh, Grealish has gone, gone down, yeah. made, made the most of it. Yeah. yeah. 
Just trying to get well, around. Yeah, no, he's just trying to get around. Fans are bothering him, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. probably worse, Grealish is, because he, he didn't oh, see yeah, any of no, that. No. It was right from right in the back of his neck, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a nice experience. Say did least. you have to go to court or? I didn't. The club did. So the club went to court on my behalf. Um, well, they, you didn't need to yeah. give your version no. of events, did you? you could, no, no, everybody could see it. Could yeah, there. Was under any pressure then at Leeds? I'm just wondering if it were a nice Maybe. way of getting on, did, on side with the fans. I like. wouldn't put it past them, you know. Yeah, the whole game was just, it was evil. Yeah, there was all chance going on. and You yeah. win? That we lost 2 1. Yeah, lost 2 1. Yeah, well, I think we won that up as well. Coppers weren't celebrating, were they? Were they? <laughs> 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 I think. Probably, oh, shit, they probably, probably shooting me in the leg. <laughs> in pellet gun. We're going to fit in. Yeah, so I'm glad I've not had to go back there since, thankfully. Yeah. We're not going for a walk in Leeds then, lads. No, no I said that, didn't I, the other week? I said, no, there's no walks in Leeds. No nights out in Leeds. No, no, no. <laughs> We've had a, a couple of good questions from Tom Goddard, mate. Asking your favourite gloves and kit. Favourite gloves were Adidas. Finger well, saves. Finger saves. Oven gloves now yeah. after that lasagna yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, oven, yeah, uh, finger saves. So Oggy used to wear them. So when I moved to Liverpool, I, I saw him with Adidas. I was with him for about 10 years. So yeah, their gloves were amazing. Um, what was your one's favourite? Favourite kit. Favourite kit. I quite like the pink one at Sheffield Wednesday actually. The black and pink Stripe, one. Yeah, stripes yeah, yeah. on the front. I quite, I quite like that one, yeah. Um, I don't like anything too loud. It seems to like, yeah. Campos. Yeah, I mean, I like the old green one back in the day. The, you know, the, that was a keeper's kit, wasn't it? Green. All green. It always used to be green, didn't it? Yeah, it always yeah. used to be green, but yeah, I didn't. Did you used to cut your sleeves? Yes. What was yeah. the reason for that? Because cause my arms are skinny. Like, a lot of the goalie tops, they were baggy. So sometimes like, I'll be getting ready to set for a shot and they'll be going over my gloves. So they'll be like covering my palms. <laughs> yeah. Like a wizard. <laughs> so I was thinking, if I have to catch a ball here, it might, you know, skid off or whatever like that. So yeah, in the end I cut them off and then I wear uh, Under Armour so it's skin tight. Yeah. I always wonder why Kez did that. Kez Billy Kez in my head then. Somebody asked about, I think somebody said about the hat as well, didn't they? The cap. Yeah, so yeah why do you wear a cap? Just because it, I wore it for a game when it was sunny one day and, and I quite liked how it just gave you that vision on the pitch. So you didn't see like other stuff around you. So then I started wearing it when it was dull like this. Even I think I wore it in the rain a couple of times as well. People were like, is he all right? I think it made sense then when I come out and said I suffer mental health. Oh yeah, he used, used to wear a cap in the rain. You can see it now. He was yeah. cut his sleeves. You used to wear caps in the rain. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, it just used to give me that vision. Like I could, I could properly focus then. So yeah, I just yeah. carried on doing it. Yeah, I had the same cap for fifteen years as well. A, a night one. Yeah. Oh, it stunk. She, oh, she you misses, still got it? No, 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 no. I had to go. It, it was like, <laughs> oh, she went. That now you finish. You cannot keep that cap. You know, it was. Oh, it was stinking. Yeah. No matter how many times she washed it. And he's ended by thanking you for all your work on mental health, bit oh, nice. by bit. Stigma has been worn away. Yeah, like, like I said, a lot of people do that. They come up to us and say, look, you know, I want to say thanks and stuff, but it's not about that. It's not, you know, I don't do it for gratitude or anything like that. I don't do it to somebody come up and say, oh, you're amazing, you're doing this and that. It's not It's not about that. It's nice to be, you know, that it's appreciated, but it's more about knowing that I can help other people. That's what I do it for. Mm. But I suppose it's that thanks a lot of people reinforces that it, yeah. what you're doing is... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've, had, I've had all sorts come up to us. I mean, there was somebody in the gym not so long ago before the lockdown and a lady come up to us and said, look, just want to say, uh, you know, you've helped my son no end. 
And I thought he went, you know, he tried to take his own life, tried to kill himself. And then he's seen your documentary, he's listened to a lot of stuff he said, relates to a lot of it. And I thought, you know, she must be talking about a lad that's in his 20s or something. This lad was nine years old and he, and he tried to hang himself at the home. And uh, so it's stuff like that that, you know, you think, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did come out and say yeah. something now. I suppose it's your own therapy as well. Yeah, it is. It's massively your own therapy as much as yeah. helping other people. I have to talk about it. If I don't, you know, if I don't do anything or don't go into to different places, like I do a lot of the foundation now, Liverpool Foundation, going into different places, mental health, into veteran centres, and uh, obviously not so much now because of the lockdown. But if I don't do something like that every few days, I don't feel right. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't. I just feel as though I'm not slipping back, but I, I need to do it, sort of thing. Mm. Like footballers need to play football. I need to do that. Yeah. yeah. You don't need to. I want to. Want yeah, to. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Yeah. Want to. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Top man. Loved it. Yeah. Got enjoyed quit. that. For yes, thanks, mate. Uh, Bit of a deep one, wasn't it? We'll be coming again when we come back. <laughs> <home. We'll laughs> next time we come. You're on again. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Yeah. Top man. Top man. Brilliant. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.